you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Josh Duggar being sentenced to 12 years in prison. Greg Locke claimed the World Health Organization took control of the U.S. government. The praying medic diving back into Q interpretation. He believes Hillary is about to be indicted by a military tribunal. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. Trey Coyuena, hi Owen, news bulletin, Pastor John Lowe II admits affair, but woman says she was a 16-year-old victim. Interesting. Yeah, I heard about that, actually. So I wanted to just watch some of this. Apparently, this is a really long video. My God. Let's just watch a couple of seconds of it and see what happened real quick. Listen to this. In case you don't know, I'm Pastor John Lowe, and uh, I'm... Apparently, he's popular. It looks like a megachurch of some sort. What are the chances that somebody would be in this thing filming, right? And I have an announcement for you. Uh, it's called a confession. And uh, so it says to, you know, to the family, to the church, Debbie and I have been out of town attending the funeral. My absence at this time was not about self-protection. We were caring for hurting people. That's why I'm here today. To follow the biblical process of confession, repentance, and forgiveness. If God wants anything out of us, as we just heard, it's to bring healing to all who are involved. I committed adultery. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long. So, from my understanding, this guy basically admitted to committing adultery or whatever 20 years ago, which, who cares, honestly? I don't, I don't want him cheating on his wife. I don't want anybody cheating on their wives or anything like that, but this isn't like a, you know, a crime or something. Like, it's just, whatever. So, anyways, he steps down from the church, I guess, and then the woman comes out and says, I was 16 when we were together. Oh my God, now it's no longer adultery. This is a crime, uh, potentially. Anyways, thank you for bringing that up. That is absolutely crazy. Maybe I'll do like a full breakdown of this at some point, but oh my God, dude. It's interesting that he came out and framed it like that. Adultery. Simple, straightforward, something that most churchgoers, or most non-churchgoers wouldn't really care about, not that much. But this hit the news, I think, because... The victim came out and said, I was 16 years old. Like, oh my God, dude, that's crazy. That's what you've come to expect from the church world. For some reason, I've come to expect some kind of a serious deep crime, like a gross abuse of power. Like, what is happening right now? How can you possibly claim to be a man of God and simultaneously, like a follower of Jesus or whatever, and simultaneously come out with massive secrets like this? It blows my mind. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hello, Talltale. Um, did he call me Talltale? I think he did. He called me Talltale. <laughs> my name is Ron Dickey. I'm from Tennessee. And I really like the fact that you give these false prophets. Um, you call them out in the BS. 
But um, I want to ask you, do you think with all this talk on the right that it's going to cause a more violent and more insurrection outcome? I can hear your opinion on that, and I really enjoy your show. You really do do good research. And um, have a good day, man. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, I absolutely do think that some of the things that these so-called prophets are saying is going to cause a more violent reaction in a lot of the televangelists' listeners, especially Greg Locke. Greg Locke has been spreading a lot of really disturbing, harmful ideas, uh, a lot of insurrectious ideas for a while now. As a matter of fact, he just recently said, a couple of things that were incredibly disturbing to me. You ain't seen an insurrection yet. You keep on pushing our buttons, you low-down, sorry compromisers. You God-hating communist America, you'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. My Bible says that the church of the living God is an institution that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says that we'll take it by force. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. So, yeah, uh, things like that. Coming from people like Greg Locke, that's not helping our situation. I absolutely do think that they are intentionally moving in a more violent direction, without a shadow of a doubt. Thank you so much for the voicemail. Hey, Owen. I was just wondering, do you think that maybe the reason that the Supreme Court and people from, say, the generation in power right now is messing things up so badly so that when future generations come into power... We'll have just such a bad time cleaning everything up that we'll just leave things the way it is out of sheer laziness. All right. Thank you. Love your show. Bye. Interesting question. Yeah, they are causing a real mess right now. I don't think that that's why they're doing it. I don't think it's like an intentional thing, like they're setting out to hopefully make it so bad that people in the future will be too lazy to fix it. I think they're true believers, honestly. I really do. I think that a lot of the people, especially on the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas and Alito, are deep believers in the ideology that they're spreading right now, like to a disturbing degree. That's even disturbing in itself, the fact that they're on the Supreme Court and truly do believe it, because it's like the tail is wagging the dog now. It's like Fox News and all of these other news stations set out to intentionally radicalize people, knowing that what they were saying was nonsense. Rush Limbaugh, I really don't think that he was as deep a believer as he pretended to be. I think he was intentionally trying to radicalize people to move the Overton window further and further right, to make it more acceptable to talk about more extreme things. Because if he can move people in the center further right, even just a little bit, then he succeeded in what he was trying to do. I don't think he really believed everything he espoused. Doesn't make it less evil, it really was. But I don't think he was a true, full believer. At this point, I think the Supreme Court justices like Alito and Thomas are real, true believers. I don't think it's about radicalizing people anymore. I really do think they're true believers at this point, And that is disturbing on new levels. Hello, I am, I am Max from BC, Canada. Um, I wanted to know what you thought about a conspiracy that my father had come up with. Basically, he thought that our Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada, we were having to wear masks 
for COVID to slowly introduce Islam. And the masks were a gateway into having to wear hijab. I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Have a great day, night, whenever, and I should watch your content more, honestly. I really like your content. Have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that is the kind of conspiracy theory I tend to hear from QAnoners and from right-wing extremists in general. Once again, this is the result of the firehose of falsehood. Firehose propaganda technique. You spread as many conspiracy theories out as possible through as many channels as you can. Newspaper editorials, opinion pieces, Fox News, anything at all. Facebook, Twitter, every Facebook group you can find. Have a bot network like Russia has to spread these conspiracy theories out. And whichever ones gain the most traction, whichever seem to be the most popular, spread those even more. Get Tucker Carlson out there to parrot them as much as he can. That's how the fire hose of falsehood works. And that sounds like just one more from the fire hose of falsehood that didn't seem to have stuck with the vast majority of listeners. But it stuck with some. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me. That, that's really disappointing. I'm sorry to hear that you're dealing with that. It's not fun. Um, make sure you find a community of people who kind of help you escape the extremism that you seem to be surrounded by all the time because you will absolutely lose your mind. No joke, you'll lose your mind if you find yourself trapped in a situation where nobody around you thinks like you. They're, they all seem to be radicalized in some ideology or another. Next one is an email from Corey. Title is, What If Trump Becomes President? Hey, Owen, I was going to call and leave a voicemail, but I have a disability that affects my speech and makes me sound like I'm drunk. It would have been okay. Anywho, I'm from Western Canada, and I've been watching you on YouTube for a couple years. I'd like your take on what might happen if Trump gets in office again. I'm legitimately terrified for not only your country, but the entire world. Do you think that if he gets in again, should Canada and Mexico shut down our borders? Or do you think the scenario is even a possibility? Again, I'm terrified at the thought of the f getting in power. Keep up the great work you do. Have a nice day, Corey. I appreciate that. It wouldn't be good... But there are strong institutions in the United States that are obviously very difficult to usurp. Donald Trump had the power of the presidency for four years and did everything he could to overturn the institutions in the United States, and obviously he didn't succeed. He almost succeeded, but he didn't actually succeed. I don't think that he'd be able to completely overturn everything if he took the presidency again. I think we would have no option but to ride it out, sit and wait, and do our best to help people who are adversely affected by the things that he does while in office, if we aren't adversely affected personally. As far as shutting the border down goes, I don't think so. I think you'd be okay in Canada, even in Mexico. I think you'd be all right. I wouldn't worry too much about shutting down the border, but all we can do is keep on fighting. Do our best and don't worry about the rest. That's it. Just keep doing what you do and do it to the best of your ability and don't worry about anything else. Next email is from Dehedrath. Title is Question. Hello, my name is Mike from Muskegon, Michigan. Longtime watcher, and this is my first time writing to you. Love watching you take on and even take down a lot of the worst arguments out there from the far right and the super religious. I've broken out from being a Catholic and now consider myself Norse pagan. Interesting, okay. 
Anyway, as I've said, I love watching and listening to you debunk slash debate the far right and super religious, but want to know what you think of far left groups that do lean a bit too far the other way. I consider myself quite middle of the road politically and take things from both sides, but also see too many things on the far ends of both sides that I don't agree with and want your opinion. Yeah, I appreciate the email. I don't focus on the far left very much. I hear almost nothing about the far left, actually. I know that there are some real radicals out there. I hear that tankies are bad. I know almost nothing about tankies. But I do know that it is out there and it is a problem. Unfortunately, I'm just not the person to speak on it because I have very little knowledge or experience in that area. I feel like I specialize in right-wing extremism and religious extremism. I'm sure there are people out there who take on the left from an objective perspective. I try to take things from an objective point of view, if possible. I'm sure there are probably people out there who, who do the same for the left. But yeah, they're out there. I just don't know much about them. I'm not your guy on that, on that point. This one actually just had an email address, so I just cut the whole thing out. The title is Atheist Symbol. Is there a commonly agreed upon symbol, like the gay pride flag, that is used to show support for atheism? Interesting question. I think there's a, like an A symbol that's similar to my logo, like the Atheist A with the DNA around it. Except for atheism, it's just the A with a circle, and that's it. Wow, I drew an A backwards because I was watching myself draw it in the OBS window. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, I would say it was the the A symbol, you know, like the, with the circle around it, similar to my logo. Atheism is not an organization or a movement like Christianity is, though, and it often gets conflated with Christianity. There are some people who have drawn parallels between atheism and Christianity on each side. People from Christianity do that. People from atheism do that, too. But atheism really is nothing more than a lack of belief in a deity, for the most part. They just don't, they just don't buy it. Simple as that. You don't have church services. You don't have tenets. You don't have ideologies that come with it. There are people who are right-wing who are atheists, and there are people who are left-wing atheists. You've got atheists of all different sorts. So it's not a, an organized, cohesive movement. It's just opposition to another movement in many ways. So that's why you don't really see a whole lot of symbolism from them. But if you want to find an organization that does have symbolism, that is non-religious, look to Pastafarianism or the Satanic Temple or the Church of Satan. They have actual logos, symbols, flags, worldviews that you can use to find a moral center or something like that, if that's what you're looking for. They are on the more religious side of anti-Christianity or anti-extremism. Next, we're going to talk about Josh Duggar being sentenced to 12 years in prison. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
For those of you who don't know who this is, this is Josh Duggar, and he was on the show 19 Kids and Counting originally. It's an ultra-conservative family called the Duggars. The father, Jim Bob Duggar, was a senator, I think, or a congressman anyways, for Alabama, and they got a TV show because the mother, Michelle, I think her name is, Michelle Duggar, something like that. Anyway, basically never used birth control a day in her life. She blamed birth control for a miscarriage that she had, which is complete nonsense, and she never took it again. And they just kept having kid after kid after kid. And their TV show continued on for like a bunch of seasons. And they kept having kids. Uh, 20 kids and counting. 21 kids and counting. Just kept going. This was one of their older kids, Josh Duggar. Well, guess what? Josh Duggar got in a whole bunch of legal trouble for CP. I don't want to go into too much more detail than that at this immediate moment. There's a video on my main channel about it. If you're curious exactly what happened, I go through the entire timeline of how this progressed all the way back to when he was a kid. He was like 14 years old and committing offenses like this. I guess it finally caught up to him because when was it? A couple years. I think 2019. We'll get into it a little bit more in a minute. 2019, I think the FBI raided his car dealership that he worked at arrested him, and charged him with some stuff. We'll get into what it was in a second. And he just got sentenced. We just found out how long he's going to be in prison. I won't wait till the end of the episode to tell you. He was sentenced to 12 and a half years, actually 151 months, technically. And there are a bunch of other caveats to his sentencing, a bunch of rules that go along with it that I think will make everybody here pretty happy. So we'll get into it in just a second. This article I wanted to start with was written by Hemant Mehta. It's on onlysky.media. That's the new place Hemant Mehta posts mostly. It used to be on Pathios, but if you go to friendlyatheist.com, it'll take you here. Anyway, let's read this article. It was written on... May 25th, 2022. Conservative activist and former Family Research Council staffer Josh Duggar has been sentenced to 151 months, more than 12 years, in prison for downloading and possessing illicit images of CSA. By the way, the Family Research Council, I actually covered them last week. Tony Perkins leads the Family Research Council. That guy is something else. He has an interest in abolishing gay marriage, and reverting U.S. society back to 1950s, basically. That seems to be his plan, but anyway, that that's not what this is about. This is about Josh Duggar. Josh Duggar was a member of the Family Research Council, a high-ranking member, so keep that in mind as we continue. He was arrested last year, found guilty back in December, and faced up to 40 years behind bars. The judge dropped one of the charges because both sides agreed that Duggar didn't knowingly distribute the images. That said, the prosecutors wanted him in jail for the full 20 years for the other counts, while the defense tried to get it down to five years. From my understanding, Josh Duggar was actually offered a plea deal before sentencing or before he went to trial before he like sat in front of a jury he was offered a plea deal of five years and he rejected it because i guess he thought he was gonna get acquitted on these charges ridiculously i have to imagine he's regretting that decision now he could have been out in five years i am so glad that he went to trial anyway let's keep reading a reminder of what this is all about Federal agents initially came to Duggar's car lot business in 2019 because they had reason to believe he had downloaded illicit material. 
We didn't know that in 2019, but it emerged later. The Fed seized his computers and phone. In a jaw-dropping move, Duggar Duggar apparently blurted out, What is this about? Has anyone been downloading CP? Even though no one had suggested anything of the sort. He just volunteered that information. Nobody accused him of being the brightest bulb in the box, I guess, right? Apparently what happened was Josh Duggar downloaded some of this stuff and the FBI, I think, had tagged some of it. Basically, they digitally tagged it to send a ping back to them when it's downloaded by somebody and give them the IP address of the person that downloaded it. It was some bad stuff. Like, bad stuff. I don't even know where one would find stuff this dark. I read into it, and the person who produced what Josh Duggar downloaded has, like, a hundred life sentences or some crazy thing. The dude is never getting out. It was one of the biggest, most consequential busts in the history of this type of thing. The person who made it is truly evil, and it's a testament to the deep, dark hole that Josh Duggar's found himself in, that he that he's downloading this kind of thing. So anyway, the FBI tagged this stuff, and when Josh Duggar downloaded it, it sent a ping back to the FBI, and they found that he was the one that downloaded it, so they did some investigating. They raid his car lot. When they show up, he blurts this out, right? Has somebody been downloading this stuff? What a thing to say. If you're trying to maintain innocence, that's not a great way to go about it. Anyway, they seized his phone, his computer, and all this other stuff. The feds eventually found that Duggar used a browser that would allow him to download the material from the dark web. Tor browser. Yeah, I'll get into the technical stuff in a second. Also on his computer, Covenant Eyes, a Christian accountability program that alerts certain people if you look at P online. I God, I can't say if you look at P because that's... That's probably not monetizer friendly either. If you look at any images that you're not supposed to be looking at online, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I looked into Covenant Eyes too, and basically what it is, it's a program, a Christian program, of course. You install it on your computer, and it sends random screenshots to your accountability partner, basically. In Josh's case, it was his wife's Uh, It was his wife, Anna. She was his accountability partner. She was receiving screenshots every time he used the computer just to make sure he wasn't looking at anything he wasn't supposed to be looking at, right? Which is good for Josh. He needed something like this. Josh needed something like this. Probably not the Christian aspect of it, but whatever. So what did Josh do to get around Covenant Eyes? Hemant Mehta just says he had, like, a browser to get around it and some technical stuff. Here's what he actually did. I looked into this pretty heavily. For those of you who aren't tech-savvy, I'll try to explain it in layman's terms. Basically, you have this hard drive, right? And on the hard drive, you can ex- uh, you can install an operating system, like Windows, Linux, whatever. Josh Duggar had Windows installed on his operating system, and... On Windows, he had Covenant Eyes, which is the program that sends screenshots and stuff back. He partitioned the hard drive, split it into two parts, so it was like an 80-gig hard drive. He split the Windows portion into 40 gigabytes, and now he has 40 more gigabytes open to install another operating system. So he, he installs Linux onto the open part of the hard drive that he just opened up, the other 40 gigs or whatever it was. And then he downloads this browser called Tor Browser, which is supposed to basically make you completely anonymous online. There's 
nearly no way to get around the Tor browser protections. You are anonymous when you're on Tor browser. Only problem is, like I said earlier, the video that he downloaded had this ping thing that sends the IP address back to the FBI. They set it up as a honeypot or whatever you want to call it. So when he downloaded it, it didn't matter how many protections he had, his computer sent his IP address to the FBI to let them know he downloaded it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I mean, you know, the dude's known. Everybody in the dude's family, including himself, knew that he had a problem with this. He should have done something else. I don't know what the family could have done to prevent this. They already had Covenant Eyes on the thing, on their computer. What else could they have done? I feel like Anna was doing absolutely everything she could to prevent him from going down this road again. I really don't know what else she could have done. It, this is absolutely 100% on Josh. This is Josh's doing. This is Josh's fault. I have no sympathy for him, honestly. For what it's worth, his family, like I said, they knew that he had this problem since he's like 14 years old or something. I, I don't remember exactly how old he was when they found out what he did to his family members, but they sent him to a Christian deconversion or Christian counseling camp that obviously didn't help at all. I feel that the fact that he's sitting in prison right now is a testament to how worthless those are. Duggar downloaded the content using a workaround that didn't trigger that software, didn't trigger Covenant Eyes, uh, and the, the workaround was installing Linux on the hard drive, on a, another section of it, like I said, which suggested that the Christian program didn't work and that whoever downloaded the illicit material didn't do it accidentally. Absolutely. There's no, like explaining this away like oops went to the wrong website and clicked a button and here i found myself there's no way to explain it that way the dude went through the trouble of partitioning the hard drive which isn't hard but it it's kind of a pain to go through that process i wouldn't go through it willingly all right let's keep reading eventually the feds found over 200 images and knew that someone had both viewed them and tried to delete the files oh my god God, dude. Oh, my God. I am so deeply glad that this guy is in jail and is going to stay there for the next 12 years. That is good news. That's good news. Let me tell you something about how computers work. When you delete something, you have a file on your hard drive, right? That file contains like a, a picture or a Word document or anything at all, right? When you go into my computer or Finder or whatever, that file that you can double click on, it's linked to the first byte. It's linked to the first set of data. And then the string after that is the rest of the file. So when you tell your computer, I don't need this file anymore, you delete it. It's just erasing a link to the rest of the file. It's erasing the pointer to the file. The data is still on the hard drive. If you want to fully delete the data, like actually delete the data, you have to overwrite it with zeros. And there, there's software that you can download to do that. In fact, the Department of Defense has a standard for how many times you have to overwrite a hard drive before it's safe to dispose of or whatever. I think you have to overwrite a hard drive with zeros seven times or something like that. If you don't overwrite the hard drive, if you just delete a file, everything is still there. 
You just download a program like Norton Ghost. I don't know if that still exists or some other type of program that will go through all of the data and find these long strings of files that are still there whose headers have been removed. And you could just open it up and look at what was there before and you're good. That's it. So it's really not a challenge at all to recover lost data like this. Just deleting a file doesn't really do anything at all for you. Anyway, let's keep reading. During the trial, Duggar's defense insisted that someone else had downloaded the material to his computer, perhaps remotely, and therefore Josh Duggar couldn't be declared guilty. The jury didn't buy it. Duggar was found guilty on both counts and was swiftly taken back into custody. Now, with a 12-year prison sentence, the Christian right activist will finally stop being a threat to children. Not that his family was worried about that. This week, several of them urged the judge to let him off the hook. His wife, Anna, with whom he has seven kids, asked the judge to consider reuniting us as a family again soon. His lawyers added that the Duggar lived an admirable life while navigating unique challenges associated with being in the public spotlight since childhood. Well, I wouldn't say he lived an admirable life by any stretch of the imagination, first of all. And second, he has young kids. They had kids together. He and Anna did. How many kids? I think the youngest is like five or something. He's got a four-year-old, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, 10-year-olds, and a 12-year-old. And it looks like a two-year-old also. No, I think they have seven kids. I'm not super clear. Maybe she was pregnant when he got taken. I'm not sure. Anyway, very young kids in the house. He absolutely, under no circumstances, should he be allowed to be around those kids. That's crazy, dude. That is absolutely heckin' batty. I'm so deeply glad that he got sentenced to 12 and a half years, 151 months. Usually when you're sentenced like this, you'll be eligible for parole after half the time, which would be six, six and a quarter years, give or take. I guess in this case, he has to serve at least 80% of his time. So 10 and a half years, he has to be in the jail from my understanding. And for what it's worth, it is a low-security prison. I believe it's a federal prison that he went to. Yeah, it's a federal crime, and it's a federal prison, and it's low-security. So he's going to have it a little bit on the easier side. Probably have something like dormitories or something similar. But society will be protected from him. Society will be protected, and I'm happy for that. Anyway, let's keep reading. All of this comes a year after TLC broke off all ties with the Duggar family. They'd already canceled the family's previous show, 19 Kids and Counting, after it was revealed that Duggar, his sisters, but the network began a spinoff show called Counting On with some of the other family members. After Josh was arrested for these recent charges, TLC canceled the new show too. Meanwhile, his father, Jim Bob Duggar, lost a race for Arkansas State Senate after seriously running on a platform of family values. Voters must have realized Jim Bob Duggar can't protect the world from his own family and didn't want to trust him to make decisions on behalf of theirs. So glad he lost that race. Oh my God. All of this is a shining example of what Christian family values look like in practice. It's not just hypocritical. I'm sorry. It's not just hypocritical. It's so much worse than the things they often accuse LGBTQ and non-Christian families of doing. And this time, thankfully, there are consequences. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Hemant Mehta, for writing that article. It's very fascinating. There's actually something I wanted to look up real fast. Listen to this robocall from Michelle Duggar. 
This is Michelle Duggar's voice. This is an old Friendly Atheist article. Michelle Duggar, the conservative Christian mom known for the 19 kids and counting she brought into the world, has taken up a new mission. She's out to warn her fellow Arkansans, Arkansans, I guess that's a word, about trans people. Duggar is the voice behind a robocall that went out to voters in Fayetteville, Arkansas this week about a proposed LGBT non-discrimination ordinance. This came out 2014. This was mid-August 2014 when this released, basically. Listen to this. Hello, this is Michelle Duggar. I'm calling to inform you of some shocking news that will affect the safety of Northwest Arkansas women and children. The Fayetteville City Council is voting on an ordinance this Tuesday night that would allow men, yes, I said men, to use women's and girls' restrooms, locker rooms, showers, sleeping areas, and other areas that are designated for females only. I don't believe the citizens of Fayetteville would want males with past child predator convictions that claim they are female to have a legal right to enter private areas reserved for women and girls. I doubt that Fayetteville parents would stand for a law that would endanger their daughters or allow them to be traumatized by a man joining them in their private space. That is so many levels of ironic, isn't it, considering the circumstances. Considering where her son ended up, that is so deeply ironic and sad simultaneously. So anyways, let me know how you guys feel about Josh Duggar being sentenced to 12 and a half years for this crime. I am absolutely over the moon about it. Tell me in the comments. All that jazz, I think it started as 14 kids and counting, or 15. Wow, dude. Yeah, that was a long-running show, I guess, wasn't it? Entirely too many kids, entirely too long on TLC. It really should not have ever aired. It normalized a destructive culture, a destructive ideology. It made it feel quaint and normal and cute and respectable. It should have never aired it. TLC's had a history of making really bad decisions with their junk TV series, you know. Emily Sigmund, if I was Josh's mother, I would have had him as a registered offender since day one. You can love your kid and hold them accountable slash protect others. Absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. Instead of doing that, you know what they did? They covered it up. The family covered it up. They told the church what was happening, and I think they told one police officer who didn't write it in any official files as far as I know, but now that one officer, he gave him a stern talking to, supposedly. But now that officer, from my understanding, has also been charged with the same exact thing and is in jail for it currently, or maybe he's out. I'm not exactly sure, but either way, it obviously wasn't enough. Ivana Dragmeyer, your honor, it wasn't me. It was the leprechaun. Yeah, Josh's claim to get himself out of that is he has no idea who did it. He has no idea who downloaded that stuff onto the computer. It could have been anybody there. Unfortunately for him, there are pictures from the camera showing him sitting in front of the computer at those specific timestamps when that stuff was downloaded. There are texts between himself and his wife where he says, I'm still at the office just wrapping things up or whatever, and I'll be headed back in a minute. Then the download happens, you know, a little while passes, and then he heads home. There's absolutely, this is airtight. He did it. He was convicted by a jury of his peers, 12 people. 
he's been skirting around the rules and getting out of these problems because his dad was a state senator since he was 14 years old. Time for some accountability, some hard accountability. Sorry, man. That's how it's got to be. That's how a society... That's, this has to happen if we're going to have a civilized society. We have to protect that society from monsters. Emily Sigmund, 12 years isn't enough for the crime. Whatever the amount of years given to him, he needs a lifelong parole. People like that have low self-control. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that part of the sentence was 20 years probation in addition to the 12 and a half years he got inside. So he's going to be on paper for a long, long time. And part of that probation includes not being around children basically ever the entire time. Not drinking, not doing any kind of drugs or, you know, standard stuff with probation with the added effect of not being around kids because of the nature of his crime. So he's got a long way to go before he can be around his kids at any point or at least be around them alone. I think they're going to be safe and sound and, and perfectly old enough to defend themselves before he gets to see him again, luckily. Perturbed son. Once again, I've seen you around... Love the name. Love the profile picture. Big fan. 12 years is not enough for Duggar. Deserves 20, IMO. Yeah. Well, like I said, originally he had two charges. Josh Duggar did. One for possession, one for distribution. And I don't know how it works, but I'm not a lawyer. Anyways, they dropped one of them. Because I think they could only have one of those two, and they picked that one. The one that stuck. And each one had came with a 20-year sentence basically uh 20-year maximum so he could have had up to 40 but they dropped one of them which in the context of the law and the way they were written it makes sense that they dropped one of them just trying to look at it objectively it it made sense so he did he definitely deserves 20 i agree uh at least partially because he didn't serve a day for his previous crimes. He didn't get convicted. He didn't get even charged. Nothing for what happened with his sisters. Nothing. He, he wasn't punished at all. Sent to some Christian camp for a while. Deeply wrong. Next, we're going to talk about Greg Locke claiming the World Health Organization took control of the U.S. government. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Greg Locke got political in a sermon recently, and he got in a lot of trouble with the IRS over it. He was mass reported by a bunch of TikTokers, by a bunch of people, because MSNBC reported on it and everything. I'm to the place right now, if you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. You can get out, you demon. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons. I've already talked about that a couple of times. What I want to do is I want to talk about all of the other stuff 
that was in those sermons because that wasn't even close to the strangest thing that he had to say. So let's take a look at this first clip. This one was from May 15th. This is the same video in which he said that Democrats are evil. You can't be Christian and Democrat. You can't blah, 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 all that stuff. Let's watch the first clip from him. He went on a full-blown tirade of propaganda. Check this out. You know, we started calling out witches a few months ago and everybody said it was crazy. Now McDonald's talking about witches. Spoiler alert, McDonald's is not talking about witches. I'll just tell you that up front. Now McDonald's talking about witches. Give them out tarot cards and Happy Meals. Okay, I, I don't know what he's talking about with the tarot cards and McDonald's thing. I feel like he's he's saying it with such confidence that I had to look into it, right? So I looked into it, and as far as I could tell, the only source reporting on it seemed to be a USA Today article. Literally nobody else is talking about this. I haven't seen a word about it anywhere, but I think this is one of those things that's spreading around Christian circles like wildfire. This is the result of firehose propaganda. They send out all of these propagandistic claims through every medium they can. Fox News, newspaper editorials, Facebook, Twitter, everything they can. Telegram channels, and they see which ones stick. And it seems to me that Greg Locke has latched on to this claim that McDonald's is sending tarot cards out in their Happy Meals. Why would McDonald's do that? First of all, I instantly doubted the claim. But again, he's so confident. I'm like hesitant to say this is nonsense. Stirring the cauldron's pot, right? Now Disney talking about witches. Disney has always talked about witches. The earliest movies that they've produced had witches in them. Didn't Snow White have witches in it? I feel like it did. Of course, they've always been full of witchcraft. You know what I had to give up on? Man, it's hurt my feelings. I had to give up on uh, on the Avengers. See, this is deeply sad. I saw this with Jehovah's Witnesses all the time. They will find some little thing about everything, some little reason to isolate themselves from it. I wrote another point into the Byte model that I called placing a high level of importance on seemingly trivial events or ideas. Like Jehovah's Witnesses, for example, they won't celebrate Christmas because there's some supposed link to paganism that goes back like thousands of years or something like that. It's just fun. People are just having fun. They're just enjoying it. They're just giving gifts out and having a good time. That's it. You don't have to find these bizarre links to all these little evil things. If you dig far enough if you dig hard enough you will find a link to paganism whatever that means in literally everything you can route it back to paganism in nearly any situation you want and that's what greg Locke is doing this is one of the hallmarks that shows me that somebody is going down a path of extremism greg Locke went down that uh, greg lock went down that path a long time ago but this is evidence that he's going even deeper into extremism. He gave up the Avengers because of some perceived grievance, some spiritual wrong. So what was it? What did they do? Man, I like them suckers, but I couldn't even watch the whole trailer for the new one because it's got a witch sitting in a pentagram burning candles to the devil. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, Greg Locke's church believes in witches. Oh, Hollywood does too. They just want them to seem nice and kind and cool. And See, it's a conspiracy. Once again, it's all a conspiracy. They're conspiring 
to rope you into satanic worship or whatever else. Again, the, the guy is a QAnoner. The guy believes that there's a cabal out there that's trying to trick you into doing all this bizarre stuff. It's just nonsense. Anyway, the point is the guy has thrown himself down a rabbit hole, and it's truly deeply sad. It is truly deeply sad to see. Out of curiosity, is there any basis to this? I've never seen the Avengers. Is there a basis to this pentagram and witch or whatever? Is this actually in a trailer? And what was the context on that? I'm totally unfamiliar with the, the whole thing. Yes, Scarlet Witch. Oh, the Scarlet Witch character. Okay, I've never heard of the Scarlet Witch. Interesting. Is it actual witchcraft? That's weird. Yes, but she was the villain. Well, it sounds like it would be right up Greg Locke's alley, right? I guess the character he's talking about is the Scarlet Witch. Totally unfamiliar with the Avengers, but uh, my chat in the live stream is telling me about it here. The Scarlet Witch is the villain. It seems like Greg Locke would totally relate to this storyline, right? If they're trying to destroy witches or whatever. Doctor Strange in the Metaverse of Madness has sorcery, mystical arts, and magic apparently yeah that's true i guess he selectively chooses to not like certain things and like other things i don't know dude greg Locke is just an extremist plain and simple and he looks for any reason he possibly can to hate and demonize something to avoid it because he doesn't want witchcraft in any part of his life it's really sad dude just enjoy the avengers just enjoy it it's there for your entertainment this is part of the process of isolating yourself from society that's what that's what's happening right now. He is isolating himself further and further and further. Here's another interesting clip from Greg Locke. Same sermon. This is May 15th when he talked about how evil Democrats are or whatever. Listen to this. This nation's run by whoremongers. Trash. People involved in. No, this is his QAnon roots coming out. What he's doing here is showing us how deep of a QAnoner he really is. That's just conspiracy theory stuff, man. Half the churches in America ain't no better. Agreed. I feel I can agree with that, at least to some degree. Bunch of panty-wearing preachers won't get up and say what needs to be said. That's like one of his new favorite phrases, isn't it? Panty-wearing preachers. What a weird thing to say, dude. Limp-wristed. I don't want to offend anybody. You know, did you ever consider the possibility that maybe these pastors aren't trying to avoid offending people? They just don't believe like you. Do you ever consider that? Maybe these pastors just aren't extremists, and that's why they aren't coming out here and screaming about the LGBTQ community or any of the myriad of other things that you scream about on a regular basis. Maybe it's not they're afraid to offend people. Maybe they're just not bad people in their hearts. Do you ever consider that? Maybe you're just a bad person in your heart. And that's why you talk about these issues. No, it has to be. Everyone else is weak. Everyone else is afraid. I'm the only man that'll come out here and say what needs to be said because I'm not afraid of being shut down. Millionaire Greg Locke says he's not afraid of being shut down. Right. Okay. Mm. I ain't let him have my kids. I don't care about their LGBTQ agenda. I don't care about it. Equality? You don't care about equality? Is that what we're talking about? Cut me off, Zuckerberg. I don't care. I, I, give it, I, ain't, I ain't calling you by your proper pronoun. Isn't Zuckerberg the, the Facebook guy? Isn't he just he him? Doesn't he go by he him? Zuckerberg isn't trans, is he? You're not going to call him him? What are you going to call him? 
I don't think he's non-binary. You're going to use the wrong pronoun for Mark Zuckerberg? You're going to call him they or she? Anyways, needless to say, this whole series of clips was weird, but it gets weirder. We haven't even gotten to the weird part yet. This is the hidden gem of the sermon. This is about the World Health Organization. Listen to this. So when all the witches get loosed and all the gas prices go up and all the stores start folding and people start losing their businesses and... By the way, he thinks the Democrats are intentionally going to make all this stuff happen. They're setting out to make stores close up and make gas prices shoot through the roof and all of that other stuff. He believes this is happening intentionally. And guess what's going to happen on May 22nd? You just didn't hear about it because Biden don't want you to. What he's about to say is nonsense. It's a conspiracy theory, and there's absolutely no evidence of this. None. I looked this up when I heard about it, and I couldn't find a thing about it. Listen to this. They've given full authority to the World Health Organization. Matter of fact, it's funny that the video's in Chinese. Okay, there... There's no language called Chinese. Do you mean Mandarin or Cantonese? And who translated this supposed video? Have you actually seen it? Can you send it to me? Because I'm not 100% sure I trust the translator. Do you trust the translator by default? That's kind of weird. Do you know somebody that speaks Chinese as a language that can translate it for you, like a friend? I'd be willing to bet this video that he's talking about doesn't even exist, honestly. He has already multiple times come out in the past and claimed to have seen videos that were debunked. They didn't exist. It's not that they were faked. They just weren't real in the first place. Some of the most well-known, corrupted, evil politicians you know are full-blown devil worshippers. I've seen videos that make you sick. When I tell you that Hillary Clinton is a high priestess in the satanic church, I wish to God she'd sue me over it. I've seen the video footage. So I'm hesitant to believe this video is real either, but let's continue. Matter of fact, it's funny that the video's in Chinese. They know who owns us. And now the World Health Organization has the power to take over the sovereignty of the United States of America and shut down anytime, anywhere they so choose. You telling me... Again, no evidence of this. I've looked all over the place for this. Nobody is reporting on it. Nobody. Reuters, AP News, even Fox News. I haven't seen anything from anybody at all. I dare you to come up in this tent. Try to shut us down with your fake pandemic bullcrap nonsense. Try to shut this church down. You hear me? Greg Locke likes to come out here, puff out his chest, and claim that he's going to meet you at the door with his Second Amendment right if you try to take down his First Amendment right. That's like one of his favorite sayings. I guess it's just his way of threatening violence without actually threatening violence, you know, without doing it overtly or whatever. He does this kind of thing intentionally. He knows what he's doing. You hear me? Try to shut up. We ain't ever shutting down World Health Organization. We ain't shutting down this church. We gonna stay open 24 hours a day. Yeah, nobody asked you to shut down, Greg. I, what are you even talking about right now? Four hours a day, seven days a week, and we don't give two flips of a wooden nickel about what you or your mama says about it, you Chinese-loving devil. Just so many levels of wrong, I, I don't even know where to start with it. Nobody asked him to shut down. Nobody asked him to. 
He's just getting his audience wound up into a blood frenzy over nothing. This is how fear-mongering works. This is how propaganda works. This is what you do when you want people to get emotional and take some serious action, some action of some sort. This is how you do it, right here. Fear-mongering and propaganda. Matter of fact, Fox News has been doing it this way for decades. It's been getting significantly worse, and there are a lot more people coming out of the woodwork like this, doing this kind of thing, following the Fox News pattern, but they did it first, or they've been doing it the longest at this point, I think. So that one was May 15th. That was from the sermon he gave about Democrats being evil and all this other stuff. Remember, the claim was May 22nd, the the World Health Organization was going to sign something or other that's going to allow them to take control of the U.S. government, apparently, right? Well, May 22nd, the following week, Greg Locke comes out and doubles down on it. No joke, doubles down. Listen to this. Last week, the news media said that I was a QAnon conspiracy theorist nut job. You are. You absolutely are, and I can establish that in a minute. You know what? I'll establish that now because it links back to the previous clip. You guys know Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn is a retired U.S. general. He pleaded guilty to lying about contact with Russia, basically. And he was also acting as a foreign agent for Turkey without telling anybody about it, without filing that with the government or whatever else. He was acting as a foreign agent on behalf of Turkey with the U.S. government, basically. So anyway, he got in a lot of trouble. He got charged, but was pardoned by Donald Trump at the last minute. Around the time all this stuff is happening, Michael Flynn sees the QAnon movement, like, basically taking off, right? And he goes out there and decides to do, and I have to be careful about the words I use here because he likes to sue people. He's sued CNN for some of the accusations they leveled against him and stuff like that. So he came out here and did an oath that is also commonly done by members of QAnon that call themselves digital soldiers. Listen to this. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. Where we go one, we go all. God bless America. Yeah, uh, Daddy says God bless America at the end. The where we go one, we go all bit, that's from like a movie from the 1990s or the 80s or something. QAnon picked up on that and ran with it. They love that saying. Uh, That's how you know that somebody is dog whistling to QAnon, not even a dog whistle, calling out to them. WWG1WGA, I believe, is the abbreviation, the hashtag, whatever. Where we go one, we go all. That's what it stands for. And that is that is a sign that somebody is QAnon. Now, maybe he heard the phrase and liked it. That's what he told everybody else. CNN says he's repeating QAnon phrases. The guy's gone full QAnon and he sues them for defamation or whatever. Anyways, I have to be careful about the words I use. This is a QAnon oath that he took. He even included where we go one, we go all at the end. So he's a massive QAnon figure, extremely influential and well-known and loved in the QAnon movement, basically, after that. Now, he went out there and tried to influence the QAnon movement and largely succeeded. A lot of really, really famous QAnon interpreters talk about him and all of their interpretations involve him in all of them and consider him to be one of the operatives that is like one of the good guys in the government that's trying to finagle things in the way that Q wants them to be finagled or whatever. This is Dave Hayes, also known as the Praying Medic, 
referring back to an interview that Michael Flynn did where he said some stuff about the storm. Listen to this. Some people have heard the interview with General Flynn where General Flynn said that there is no plan for the military to step in. Uh, I was listening to Monkey Works and he interviewed a guy a couple days ago. And he, that guy also said there is no plan for the military to step in and, and do anything. Flynn is basically trying to encourage QAnon members to do something themselves. The claim is that the storm is going to take place and all the people who deserve to be tried in military tribunals are going to be blah, blah, blah. Is the United States military running the country or just doing is that nonsense as well? More nonsense. Good. Good to hear. More nonsense. There's no plan. There's no you know, people. There's so many people out there. Is the plan happening? There's no. I mean, we have what we have, and we have to accept the the situation as it is. Flynn wants the QAnoners to get riled up now themselves. They need to do something. That's the point. That's what Flynn was trying to communicate. So now QAnon interpreters are going around trying to interpret what Flynn was saying, like figure out why. Why would he say this? You know, we have to do something? Well, I would like to suggest um, an alternative viewpoint on that. Please. Um, if, if the military had a plan to intervene in American politics, and General Flynn was aware of it. I guarantee you he wouldn't tell anybody what he knew publicly for operational security. Yeah. So all the QAnon interpreters went out there and said Flynn is just trying to be secretive and cover things up. Oh, anyway, here's where it relates back to Greg Locke. Greg Locke is Michael Flynn's pastor. He's Michael Flynn's pastor. He calls him like every week and he sermon he does sermons or whatever for an hour a week or two hours a week or something like that. No joke. That's why I say Greg Locke is QAnon because he's constantly repeating QAnon talking points, coming up with new ones that I hadn't heard before. I suspect Flynn is coming up with these propaganda techniques, these propagandistic claims telling them to Greg Locke and expecting Locke to go out there and spread them to his audience. And that's what he's doing. He came out here and said the WHO controls the United States government as of May 22nd or whatever. What? I've never heard that before. I haven't found a trace of that anywhere on the internet. Maybe I'm just not in the right QAnon forums, but I'm in some of them, and I haven't seen that pop up anywhere up until Greg Locke started talking about it. So anyways, that's my suspicion. I don't know this for a fact. It just seems reasonable to me to think that Michael Flynn is spreading new QAnon propaganda through Greg Locke, trying to propagate it through him, basically. So anyway, that's my case for Greg Locke being a, Q a member of QAnon. Let's keep listening. Last week, the news media said that I was a QAnon conspiracy theorist nut job because I said something about our sovereignty being surrendered to the World Health Organization. I wish they'd fact-check me right now. There's nothing to fact-check. It was nonsense then, it's nonsense now. It's not happening. Because you know what today is? What's today's date? Somebody tell me. May 22nd is when this came out, and that's when he claimed it was happening. Yeah, you know what starts today? Today through Tuesday is the signing of the agreement whereby we begin to surrender our state's rights and our national security and sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. If you don't think it's happening, you've lost your mind. I've talked on the phone to the people that have been in the room and know that it's happening. There you go. I think who he's talking about is Michael Flynn. As far as I know, Michael Flynn's not involved in any of this stuff anymore, especially since he 
was charged with all this stuff, you know, lying about Russia, blah, 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 and then getting pardoned. He's just, he's, he's retired. He's just not involved anymore. So anyway, that's who I think he's talking about here. On the phone to the people that have been in the room and know that it's happening. You have to give me a little more evidence than I know somebody who knows somebody who said so. I'm just not going to accept it. I'm sorry. Nobody should. But the Biden administration don't want you to know. They just want to push it through in the middle of the night. And then when it all goes to hell, blame Trump for it. If there's one thing that I've seen, a, a consistent pattern in the U.S. government, especially with U.S. presidents, they never limit their own power. Never. U.S. presidents have been doing nothing but expanding their own power for decades. Same with every other governmental body. Congress, the Supreme Court, everybody always tries to expand their own power. It's a problem, honestly. But why would why would Biden cede power to another organization, the World Health Organization? It's just nonsense at its face. It doesn't make any sense. Why would anybody do that? Like, they can just take the advice of the WHO. They don't have to let the WHO control the U.S. government. They can just take their advice. It's just nonsense. They have begun agreements right now to take away our sovereignty as a nation so that when the World Health Organization declares an emergency, we are automatically under the dictator communistic rulership of the World Health Organization. And anybody that tells you I'm lying has never paid any attention to what is coming out of their mouth right now. I just want some evidence. That's all I'm asking for, man. I'm not asking for any crazy thing. I feel like asking for evidence is reasonable and you haven't provided it. I can't find anything about this anywhere. Couldn't find it on AP, NPR, Reuters. Those are the most unbiased, reasonable organizations I can find. And matter of fact, I can't find them on Newsmax or Fox or anything at all. I can't find it anywhere. You are the only one that's saying this stuff as far as I can tell. Kind of weird that you have somebody revered as like the king of QAnon as one of your church members. And interestingly enough, you keep coming up with new cons uh, new QAnon conspiracy theories out of nowhere. Weird, right? Like, what are the chances? It starts today. Starts today. And if states do not individually stand up and push back from the top down, it don't get no more military top than what I'm talking about. Yeah, the military top technically is Joe Biden. He is the commander-in-chief. He controls the military in every way. So are you saying that, like, the top of the military needs to, I mean, under Biden, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I guess, need to come out and do something about it? Like, what are you getting at here, Locke? This is really concerning rhetoric, really concerning stuff. On speakerphone, if I'm lying, I'm dying. God strike me dead on this platform. Wow, that's daring. If I'm lying, may God strike me down on this platform. Well, I'll tell you what. I have a secret. I've been hiding this secret for a long time, and I've decided to come out and tell you guys now. I don't know why I picked tonight, but I'm doing it. Owen Morgan isn't my real name. My real name is Finley Minergelbergel. If I'm lying, I'm dying... God, strike me dead in this chair right now with lightning. Do it. Do it, God. If you're real and I'm lying about my name being Finley Minergelbergel, strike me down right now, please. I want to come to heaven and spend the rest of eternity with you, God. Or, or with Satan, whoever you think I should go to. Whatever. 
Strike me down. Come on, you real? Strike me. I'm waiting. Nothing? Okay. Are you a or something? What happened? What happened, God? I guess my name is Finley Minergelbergel now. See how that works, Locke? You can lie about anything you want and tell God to strike you dead right then and there, and nothing happens. How about that? He said, if our state's attorney generals do not stand up and push back about what's going to happen over the next three days, America will effectively be lost forever. Okay, wow. This sounds like the kind of rhetoric I heard coming from Chuck Norris back in 2011, I think, and Roger Stone recently. They said, Chuck Norris said this in 2011, I think, if Obama wins... Our country will be plunged into a thousand years of darkness. Wow, I guess that fell flat, didn't it? Roger Stone said something similar. If we don't beat the evil Democrat cabal or whatever, our country will be plunged into a thousand years of darkness. What was it that Greg Locke just said? We'll effectively be lost forever. Our country will be lost forever. Interesting. Okay. Well, first you're going to have to prove that this even happened in the first place. And next you're going to have to explain how... It's going to lose our country forever in specific terms. Wake up! You hear that? Wake up. Somebody said wake up right at the end. Wow. Wake up, sheeple. Sheeple is one of my favorite words in the whole in the whole world. I love it to death. I think it's such a funny word. It's sad he didn't use sheeple just now. Be lost forever. Wake up! Love it. He knows his audience. If that doesn't scare you enough, though, I have one final clip for you. Listen to this one. By the way, this crowd going crazy. I told my wife the other day, I said, y'all better be careful. I'll run for president. Yeah, y'all be careful. Push my buttons. We'll, we'll have we'll have a pastor president up in that White House. We'll clean that sucker out. What we you know, honestly, I, I think he has absolutely no chance whatsoever. But I said the same thing about Donald Trump for a while in the primaries. So I don't underestimate anybody ever anymore. Like, I I wouldn't put it past the Republican Party to vote for somebody like Greg Locke. He is the quintessential QAnon candidate. So take that for what you will. Don't underestimate anybody ever. But at White House, we'll clean that sucker out. what we'll do. We'll shut it down. Give the nation back to the people. So y'all keep on. Say, are you declaring your candidacy right now? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just talking right now. <laughs> Somebody said he ain't got a chance in the world to get the president of the United States. We in every newspaper on the planet right now. And we at least could get, you know, a few million votes out of it. So here's the question. Do you think he's serious? Do you think that he f seriously intends to run for president in 2024? He went on for a while after this. He's at least reasonably serious. He says, no, I'm just joking at the end of it. But still, you know, you never know with these people. You never know. In my opinion, I don't think he's serious. I think this is a ploy to try to get the media off his back in my opinion, because he says right there at the end, we're in every newspaper across the planet or something. Somebody said he ain't got a chance in the world to get the president of the United States. We in every newspaper on the planet right now. See, I think this is just a ploy to get the media off his back. That's my opinion. What do you think? Is he serious? Like I said, if he is, don't underestimate anybody. Nobody. We learned that lesson in 2016. 
Next, we're going to talk about the praying medic diving back into Q interpretation. He believes Hillary is about to be indicted by a military tribunal. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. If you guys don't know Dave Hayes, he's famous for being a QAnon interpreter. That's what they're called. QAnon doesn't really have prophets per se. They have people who read the posts of the leader of QAnon, who goes by Q. That's what they call themselves, Q. That's like the leader of the organization or whatever. And these interpreters come along and they try to like interpret what Q meant by these Q drops. That's what they're called. Dave Hayes is one of the more famous QAnon interpreters out there. And he had something interesting to say about Hillary Clinton recently. But let me give you a brief history of Dave Hayes and his feelings about the QAnon movement before we get into the the more recent stuff. If you don't know what the storm is, QAnon defines the storm as this big event where all of the evil people are going to be arrested and sent through military tribunals for all of the the evil things they did or whatever, and it's going to happen any day now. It's like the QAnon version of Armageddon, where there's this big war between good and evil forces, and the good is going to triumph over the evil, and the military is going to come in and save everybody and charge the evil ones and all that other stuff. And he made a, a prediction, a specific prediction, each year that he's been involved in QAnon, 2017, 2018, 2019, all the way to 2022, claimed that the storm was happening that year. It's a non-religious cult, but most members of the cult are heavily religious, heavily Christian, like deeply extremist Christian types. Anyways, now that you have an idea of who Dave Hayes is and, you know, his predictions and all that stuff, let me show you one of his last appearances about QAnon. This one came out early February 2022. I'll get into why this is one of his last about this subject in a second, but just watch this. No one has been more pissed off at Q than me uh for the you know three years we sat through of waiting for the arrests thinking that the arrests were just around the corner like it was just gonna happen in this this next week we're gonna see people arrested yeah i mean i gotta say people in jesus day believed the end was coming in their lifetime so christians have been experiencing the same unhappiness i guess you could say about their situation they've been predicting armageddon is going to come any five minutes now for like two thousand years welcome to the club man you're in that same situation and it never happened uh so i have you know as much frustration as anyone does about how long we've been waiting for the arrest to happen However, Q did warn us on the front end of the conversation that a lot of what he was going to put out was going to be disinformation. Yeah, very true. Uh, Information, disinformation designed to make the bad guys make wrong moves. So you had to get real with that. If you're going to buy on to the the Q thing, you have to know up front half of what Q is going to tell you is not going to be true. It's for the... It's for the purpose of psychological operations, and that's just how it is. Dude, this is so sad. 
so deeply heartbreaking that this guy fell for it. He fell for it, and he continues to fall for it, like to this day. How do you dig yourself out of a hole like this? For those of you who are wondering, we actually have a pretty good idea who Q is, by the way. I explained earlier, QAnon is a movement led by somebody who calls himself Q, who posts things online, Q drops, they call them, and and they're cryptic, weird little claims about him being a government operative and the cabal is going to be toppled any day now you just wait and see they even made very specific claims in some cases like hillary clinton is going to be arrested today by the national guard and all this other stuff and of course none of it ever happened none of it ever played out the way that he claimed in fact some of it didn't play out at all like in any way shape or form the guy obviously was not actually a member of the government but after some hard investigative journalism, we believe that we've figured out who it is. We being non-QAnoners, basically. The media. There was a documentary called Into the Storm, I think, that established pretty reasonably, or pretty strongly, pretty clearly, that Ron Watkins, aka Code Monkey, was posting as Q. That's not guaranteed. That's a strong suspicion. But if he wasn't posting as Q... He absolutely knows who Q is. He knows. He managed the website that Q posted on. In fact, he owned the servers. His dad owned the servers. And he was the administrator of the servers and the website that Q posted on. So he had location data about Q. And he had the ability to sign in and post as Q. So if he's not Q, the guy that's leading this gigantic movement, He knows exactly who it is. Well, as it turns out, he's running for Senate, I think. Yeah, I guess it's Congressional District 2. So he's running for House of Representatives, I believe, in Arizona. And they had a debate. So I wanted to just give you an idea of who this Q person likely is. Again, speculation. He likes to sue people for calling him that. So I'm just saying I don't know that for sure. Give this a watch and see how he does in his debate. My name is Ron Watkins, and I am not a politician i am not really i couldn't tell i that deeply surprises me you're not a politician okay go on ron i'm interested i am an entrepreneur and i'm a computer scientist we have to send a fighter and i am your fighter i am fighting for you if you send me to dc you will know that i will be fighting against this evil and i will make sure that we drive them back and i will make sure that your rights are are kept are kept okay protected would have been a good word your rights are protected but okay a kept is an okay choice i suppose this issue for this district is the border wall the border wall was not completed and there are actually sections of it that were destroyed and i went down to those sections and i asked the locals how did this section of the border wall get destroyed and they told me that biden sent the army corps of engineers down there to destroy the border wall for flood for flood prevention issues. So I went down there and I saw with my own eyes, I saw the coyotes sitting right across the border. By the way, if you're unfamiliar, coyote is like a term to describe somebody who's smuggling people into and out of the United States from like across borders, basically. They're moving people across borders. That's what it means. Okay, so you saw coyotes at the border. Go on. The coyotes looked me in the eyes and they ran away. I bet. That checks out. Totally. I mean, 
I would look in this guy's eyes and run away. I have to tell you the truth on that point. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. I want to say that we would not even be in Ukraine if President Biden did not shut down the Keystone Pipeline on the first day. That one's a tall claim. I have no idea how he got there, but okay. Because now that that's shut down, we have to get our oil and we're getting it from Russia and we're getting all these problems through the Ukraine. And that would not have happened if uh, Biden did not. So shut you down see the, the Ukraine, the, 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 the pipeline helped prompt Russia to invade Ukraine. The pipeline was just a way of distributing oil. It was just moving oil from A to B. We can still move the oil in other ways other than the pipeline. It's not like the pipeline was creating oil out of nothingness. We didn't have to go to Russia to get more oil because the pipeline wasn't built. We could have gotten the oil from the source of where the pipeline was being built in the first place. Just have to transport it differently. The, 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 the pipeline help prompt Russia to invade Ukraine. Yes, sir, because... This is him trying to create new propaganda, by the way. We've got all of this oil coming through from Russia to the United States, and they want the better route to bring the oil through. That's not why they went into Ukraine. They went into Ukraine because Ukraine didn't want to be part of NATO. And this is his opponent rejecting that propaganda. He could have doubled down, and honestly, I think that it would have been the best decision from a propaganda perspective, for him to have doubled down and say, no, you're wrong, this is exactly why it's happening, blah, blah, blah. That probably would have been helpful. Let's see how he reacts. You're trying to be, you're trying to work on the national stage and you don't even know why the war started in Ukraine. It had nothing to do with the Keystone Pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline caused the, the inflation and the increase in our gas prices. It didn't, FYI. I just want to put that on record. The Keystone Pipeline was already almost complete. It's in like stage three or stage four of completion or something. It's already working. It's nonsense. It's propagandistic nonsense as usual. And the increase in our gas prices. The reason why they went into Ukraine is because Russia wanted Ukraine as they had them pre-World War II and Ukraine wanted to be part of NATO. Respond, please. That's correct, actually. Uh, that is a gross simplification of the situation, but okay, I'll, I'll accept that as an explanation. Respond, please. He's right. I made a mistake. Oh. You are definitely not a politician. Absolutely not a politician in any way. Why would you say that, dude? Like, that is literally the worst thing you could possibly say in that situation. You create new propaganda, you have to double down on it and understand there's going to be pushback. Of course there's going to be pushback. This is just ridiculous. So that's alleged to be Q. And there is strong evidence for it, in my opinion. Very strong evidence. Again, if you want to see the evidence for it, watch Into the Storm, I think is the name, or The Storm is Upon Us or something. It's an HBO documentary. Absolutely fascinating. He's not the original Q, though. There was another Q before him. Guy's name was likely Paul Ferber. The Q posts were probably joint posts between Paul Ferber and Tracy Beans Diaz. That's our best guess. Then it moved to 8chan, and that was this guy's website, and I believe that's probably when he took over everything. But again, who knows? It's all speculation. We don't know for sure, and don't sue me. Anyways, as I was saying, this QAnon interpreter, Dave Hayes, absolutely obsessed with the movement, with the beliefs, with everything that... This guy allegedly, probably, most likely, created. And he comes out here talking to this woman uh, on this podcast, right? This clip came out late May 2022. 
So he's still on that train. He's still buying it. May 2022, people. I mean, this movement started in 2017, I think, or somewhere in there. And they they claimed that the storm was going to be here any day now. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. How much you want to bet they're going to continue into 2023? Going on seven years with their claims that the storm is upon us, that these people are going to be arrested, and all this other stuff, and nothing happens. Listen to what he had to say on this podcast. Are we going to see Kankles in an orange jumpsuit? Kankles, I believe, is the nickname that they have for Hillary Clinton. I Just based on context, that's what I picked up. Yep. You think so? They're all, good. They're all, good. They're all going down. Okay. You don't think she has enough lawyers to keep her from seeing a day inside of a cell? I think she's going to a military tribunal. Why a military tribunal? Aren't those reserved for very specific special circumstances within the military? Okay. Uh, and, and the reason is, I think that Comey, Hillary, Obama, uh, Holder, Mueller. He's making this list up right off the top of his head, but he's doing it with such confidence. Anyone who was a department head... Mm-hmm. from 2014 time frame who signed off on the uranium one sale is going to be tried for treason and that includes a lot of people my god dude this guy is so confident in his delusions and i i do feel comfortable calling them delusions in his case i really do Delusion is a technical term, but I feel comfortable calling it that in his case. One of the top QAnon interpreters in the world. One of the top ones that there are. And he is absolutely insisting Hillary and Comey are going down for treason and going to be tried by the military. Disconnected, dude disconnected he isn't just completely irrational in this area either as i said earlier QAnon is a non-religious cult you don't have to be religious to be a member of it technically because a lot of the claims don't really revolve around god necessarily but everybody in it is religious and some of the claims are supernatural so listen to what he has to say about non-QAnon claims like religious claims because the dude is deeply deeply religious too this one came out may 6th i believe we've discovered when you pay out your tithe and you're generous and tithing and offerings it's amazing how far the money goes wow so is he saying when you pay money to the church or to him it's amazing how far the rest of your money goes i have to say man i think your money would go a hell of a lot further if you weren't paying it to somebody else. What a ridiculous claim. Your money will go further if you spend 10% of it on me. No, it is. And and I have a lot of friends who have seen uh, miraculous uh, multiplication of gas, I would call it. You know, they, yeah. they've driven across the country on an empty wow. tank of gas. Wow. <laughs> Literally, like, all the way across the country and never filled up their car. That's God just crazy. provided oh, all the gas that they needed. So good. So Wow. Interesting. Okay, well, why are you complaining about the gas prices then? Can't you just miraculously divine your own gas? Can't you just snap your fingers if you have such control over what God does? Can't you just snap your fingers or ask God to snap his fingers and fill your gas tank? 
What's with all the complaining? Again, that's not the only weird belief that he has. It's not even the weirdest, in my opinion. He has some bizarre beliefs about demons, too. Listen to this. So in the same way that our physical body has the senses of sight, taste, touch, sound, right? We have all these different senses. Our spiritual man, our spiritual body has the same senses. Our spirit is able to smell. Uh, I've done a couple of exercises on various different videos where I ask God to manifest uh, the, the the, the aroma of heaven and people have smelled what heaven yeah. smells like with their spirit their yeah. spirit has smelled it i was going to ask this before i get too far from where you said it you said someone smells with their spirit i've smelled both the lord and uh, or heaven whichever it was and i smelled the demon but when it happened i knew where i was you could smell a demon danny let's say the demonic and i smelled sulfur now i was smelling it in my nose but was my was i smelling it it's a spiritual spirit? aroma. Okay. Yeah. Even though you smell like it in your nose, yeah. your, your body senses, oh, I'm smelling it in my nose, but it's actually your spirit is smelling that demon okay. or that angel. Wow. This is so many levels of comical and sad simultaneously. That's what we're dealing with, people. This guy is actually very famous. He is actually very well known, especially in Christian communities and the QAnon community. Very influential in these communities. He's written 16 books, made a ton of money from them. Disturbing stuff, man. So here's my question for you. Will this guy ever give up on the idea that Hillary's going to jail? And here's an even better question. When Hillary inevitably dies of old age or whatever it is, you know, she turns 96 and she's on her deathbed and her kids are surrounding her and they kiss her and say goodbye and they love you and all that stuff. And she closes her eyes to the eternal sleep. Do you think he's going to make up a conspiracy theory that she was secretly beamed back up to space by the cabal who called her back so she could work on Mars or something? I, I, like, is this guy going to make up a new conspiracy theory about Hillary when she dies? And is he ever going to give up on her? Ever. Is he ever going to let Hillary go? Let me know in the comments. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.